Welcome to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Rai, and today I have a good friend, special guest, complete badass, awesome doctor, Dr. Ravi Gupta. Ravi, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Vikram. Awesome to be here. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness, all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all of my best personal resources as well as Access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Man, if I had to talk about his bio, we'd be here all day. But this guy is a super dad uh, of two kids. Uh, amazing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, he reads so many books. I get so many you know, ideas from him. He is my partner in Viking Capital, and the guy is crushing it there. On top of that, he launched a functional medicine company called Peak Health, where he's helping elevate the lives of so many people around him. And he travels the world. He does volunteer work. He's into green energy, sustainability. I mean, you name it, the guy does it. So, guys, I, we're going to have a really great conversation here. And today, my main objective, guys, is to really show, show you how a physician can really unfold and really blossom into their fullest and highest self. So Ravi, welcome to the show. And man, I'm excited to speak. Thanks for that. I appreciate the introduction. It was, uh, it was very kind of you to mention those things. I'm super excited to be here. We've been talking about doing this episode for a long time and um, had to change schedules here and there, but we're finally here. Yes. Happy to talk yes. here. here uh, so listen, the people who listen to this podcast, they're doctors. And they're not just the ordinary doctors out there. They want to become limitless MDs. They want to really master freedom, wealth, and human optimization. So tell me your origin story, buddy. Like, you were not always like this. Where, how the heck did this Ravi in front of me show up? <laughs> yes, I was not. I was not this way. Um, so I'll just start from uh, the beginning. I mean, I think a lot of your listeners may have a similar story. You know, grew up in um, like sort of like with moderate means. You know, my my family. Um, my, my dad would work. My mom would stay at home. I have two brothers. Um, and uh, we moved around a lot as kids. So I, I really didn't have a place to settle into until we moved to Northern Virginia. And that was when I was in seventh grade. I was a shy kid. Um, but, you know, interestingly, I've always had this desire to do more. I've had this, this 
this sense of curiosity. Um, I've had this passion to learn, this inquisitiveness um, that has persisted since I was a kid. And I remember that at a young age. Um, <clears throat> went to undergrad, um, UVA undergrad, UVA medical school, really focused on becoming a doctor. That was my, uh, my life at that point. Um, and that's all I wanted. And uh, uh, completed that degree and finished my residency and started working as an inpatient hospitalist for a number of years. So I was, you know, at that point, there was always one thing or the other to look forward to. I was like, okay, well, finished with undergrad, med school, finished with med school, residency. You know, you're, you're constantly looking forward and looking at different ways to grow. And growth is, you know, so important for all of us, right? And we realize when we stop growing, when we're at a place of stagnation where you kind of question what has happened is, is what you're doing that what you should be doing in life. And that's exactly what happened to me at a certain point. I was like, wait a minute, I've grown to this point. Now I'm in this, this, I'm at this job where I I'm interested. I enjoy it on a certain level, but I feel the sense of stagnation. Um, I feel like I'm not contributing right there. Cause that, I think this guys, if all you, we uncover in this episode is this one topic it's going to serve so many doctors out there. So what's that point? And what does it look like? What does it feel like? And how can a, do- a doctor identify if they're going through this? Yeah, so I think all of us know, you know, it's it's a sort of an intrinsic feeling when, and, you know, people call it the seven-year itch, but there is some truth to that. It's cliche, but there's truth. Like after seven years, and I talked to many other physicians and they feel the same way. After seven years of practices and attending, you're kind of like, okay, well, is this all there is? Is there anything else to do in this field? Is there any way to grow and contribute in, in different ways? Um, and some, and sometimes the answer is yes. You can look at things in, from a different perspective, but many times it's no. And that's where the sense of stagnation comes in when you feel like you've sort of hit a glass ceiling. You don't know where else to go. You're continuing to do what you're doing. You're making good money. You've got like, in essence, the golden handcuffs, right? You're making good money but you're not really, uh, you don't really truly feel passion. You don't feel like just getting up in the morning and excited for what you have in store for you in that day. It's, you lose that. And that's when you notice that that um, stagnation. So that passion, the ignition that you're talking about, that a lot of people have this, this zest for life, it's still there, but it's not as strong as it used to be. And you're, and you're, you're starting to get the fulfillment factors not there. I mean, you're, a, you're in all people's eyes you're successful you're a doctor you wear a stethoscope you know uh you you know you got a prestige you have a job you have a six-figure income but then and you're you know helping patients so you're feeling you're making an impact of some sort but you hit this wall passionate so tell me what you did to scratch that itch my friend yeah yes so you know it was a uh it was sort of a process and and some of it came organically, but some of it was by um, intention. But uh, when I got married, my wife and I were looking for a place to stay, and we decided to stay in a condo in DC. And we're like, "Hey, let's buy this. We can make it a rental property when we leave, and that's that. You know, just we'll just buy something to live in." But we met an, a real estate agent who um, said, "Hey, look, instead of..." buying this property, why don't you buy a multi-unit, buy three units? People call it house hacking now, right? You buy three units, live in one, rent the other two. So 
we did that. We, it and ended up being a very lucrative proposition. We ended up actually getting paid to live in this three unit property in DC. Um, and we decided to do it again. We moved to Shaw and did the same thing. We lived in one of the units, rented the other two, and then bought two more in DC. So it, that was at that point when I was feeling this sense of stagnation, you know, uh, I was trying to figure out a way to do something else to grow and a, some, some creative outlet. And this was it. I was like, okay, I'm investing. Was Were a, you scared, Ravi? Um, scared? I, you know, not really because it was a very well thought out move, uh, especially the move to the first house. Um, we, and actually we had a great loan. It was a, 97% uh, LTV loan. We only had to put 3% down. Very little that we had to put down as an FHA loan. They paid loan. you to buy it almost. It almost was like, yes, it was like the, it was 2009. It was like the nadir of the market at that time. Very difficult to get a loan. We were able to acquire one FHA loan, you know, um, but it was, it, it was great. It was a phenomenal loan. So I wasn't scared I was going to lose any money. I think the, the point where I was, I felt stress was when, we started renovating these units. I had no clue what I was doing. And I didn't, uh, you know, I, I would miss things. There'd be issues. We have to break walls down. Um, you know, there are rats and, you know, in, in DC, there's a big rat problem. There's a, there's a rat nest under oh the deck goodness. in our place. And it was just like, you know, like I, there, I, I remember like we were living there and then I heard a scream outside. I looked and one of the, our tenants in the basement unit, there, you know, it's just like running around. There's like a rat like, you know, like kind of chasing her. And I was like, uh, this is not good. And that's when we found out that was the issue. We had to dig out that whole area. So there were things like that where it like, so there's growing pains. I mean, that people yes. are, when I, when I talk to doctors, they get scared to do this, but then some of them end up doing it and they're like, it's not that bad. And, you know, it sounds like you had an expert realtor helping you. You probably started forming relationships with contractors and other things. And I guess you took your problem solving strategy as a physician and you started applying it in real estate in a way. Yeah, I, I think, well, I, I would, what I would say was um, it's always, it's always important to have someone that knows more than you that has done these things before in your corner, right? So like a coach, for example, or a real estate agent in, in, in this example, or whatever you're trying to do in life. If you have someone that knows more than you, that has already been there, that can be your guide in helping you get to where you need to be, then that is worth its weight in gold. And that's what we had. So that fear of, of, you know, like, Hey, what do we do? What's going on? It certainly was dissipated with the help of our, our agent at that time. That's awesome. Um, now, as you go through and, you know, you know, we end up starting Viking together, other things like that. Tell me like um, other times in your life where you've had challenges um, maybe professionally um, and, and, you know, I, I know a lot of other doctors do, like, how do you overcome that? Yeah. So um, going back to, you know, where I was working as an inpatient uh, hospitalist, at some point I felt that I was getting less uh, pleasure out of that particular job. There's a lot of administrative work, a lot of red tape to go through. And I was seeing patients, but then there's there a lot of, you know, other things that we had to do on top of that, which, which I didn't really like as much. So that was a pain point. And, you know, every different job, every specialty has their own pain points. But for me, that was it. Now, the way I would, I was going to get out of it was to decrease my, uh, my uh, employment, right? So like I would go to part-time 
uh, 50% FTE is what I was aiming for. And I was able to do that with my investments. So I felt that pain. I was, I, I leveraged this, this real estate income I was getting, dropped that to 50%. And that's definitely lessened it and made it more tolerable. It made it something that I, I thought I could continue for as long as I needed to at the time. So you had financial freedom, you're creating a little bit of time freedom. Um, and that extra time, you leverage that with your, you know, you started having kids, then you leverage with your wife, and you were traveling, perhaps. So all of these things started happening, because of that one decision to, you know, create these alternative streams of income, perhaps. and then, and then you use that to um, uh, practice the medicine the way you want. Absolutely. So I mean, your point is, is an extremely good one in that you really want to focus on the five freedoms. And I know you mentioned this on your podcast before, because I listened to your podcast. Um, and uh, financial freedom is one of them, obviously. And I think that in some ways, that is one of the ones to focus on first, because if you have financial freedom, then that time freedom comes, you know, then the, the freedom to give back and charity, the freedom of health and well-being, the freedom to be free geographically and work from anywhere that automatically falls suit. So what, what I did in this circumstance is I focused on that financial part and yes, I was able to pull back. I was able to, um, kind of spend some more time with the kids, go, go travel and do things like that. But it got to the point where, in fact, I was able to let go and completely quit my inpatient job and just work uh, part-time as needed. But then I, that's when I also started my own functional medicine practice because that's my passion. That's, that's truly what I feel like I'm a physician for. And uh, I don't care if I make money or not because the financial freedom's there. Um, it's about just giving back. That's what it, that's what it turns into. So, you know, when you go back and hang out with your friends who are doctors, you know, what is that conversation like? And tell me some of the interesting things that you hear. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I, I think those conversations are always fun and, and jovial. And we, I, I have a great rapport with many of my doctor friends. Um, but when we talk, when we start talking about work, um, we start talking about, you know, the goals. I frequently hear frustrations. I frequently hear, you know, like, um, concerns about, you know, what the future holds, if they can persist in doing what they're doing long-term, you know, how they can maybe get out of it to some degree. And many people don't really necessarily want to get out of what they're doing. They love the, the medical field that they practice in, but it's more just getting some of that time back. And I hear that very often. Um, so those are some of the conversations I hear. And a lot of, a lot of my friends, what do you think is a good strategy for those folks who love what they do and want to practice, but maybe not where it's like, you know, life or death, if they miss a shift or life or death, if they don't take all the calls that are available out there, you know, and now yeah. they have some, they're starting to take back control. Yeah. I, I think that's extremely important. And I, I think a good strategy is to look at your overall financial picture. A lot of times people just live for, you know, get this paycheck and they save, but they don't think about long-term what, what this does for them. I mean, if you're a very high income earner position, if you're like, you know, uh, marriage to a spouse, that's also a position, also high income earner, you may not necessarily need to work full time. Um, you know, look at, look at your finances, look, what you, look at your budget, look what you spend. So that's what we did. We looked at our budget. We looked at what we spend. We, we thought about the best life we could ever want. And we realized that, hey, we don't really need to work this much to achieve that. So that's the first step is just 
look at the basics and see if you really need to work. And maybe you cut down and you're, you still have the same quality of life, but you have that extra time. Um, and that's maybe all it takes. So I love that, Ravi. I think you're, you're sharing with our listeners lifestyle design, right? In, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tim Ferriss really, you know, his book for our work, week, he really goes into saying, hey, look, we're not here to retire at age 70 and then go, you know, sit on an island somewhere. But we're here to like have work hard and then sprint and then maybe have like a month off here and then two months off here and three months off and just build these mini vacations and sabbaticals, if you will, into our lives. So our life is truly lived and truly refreshing and we're pursuing our passion so it doesn't even feel like work anymore and it's it's all like work and play all sort of become one thing and i I really like that um who uh, give me some examples of maybe either books or perhaps like people maybe you've listened to or heard that man that 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 one idea just changed your whole life yeah and and i I, i'll give you that but i want to stack on what you said previously ultimately the purpose in life right, is to, is to be happy, right? Everybody wants a sense of happiness. Now, what does that mean to each individual? And that's the question. Well, there's, there's a good formula that Tony Robbins often says. It's if your blueprint equals your life conditions, then you're happy. What does that mean? Well, the blueprint is what you think life should be like. Hey, I, you know, I think life should be like, um, you know, I work five days a week, nine to five, and I have the weekends off and all that stuff. If that's what you think life should be like, and your life conditions are exactly that, that equals happiness. Now, there's sometimes when your blue, your life conditions are actually better than your blueprint, then you're ecstatic. <clears throat> like, for example, for me, with kids, I was thinking kids would be a certain, having kids would be a certain thing, you know, way, and I'd, I'd be in a certain state and, and, you know, have fun with them. But it, it far exceeded what all my expectations. So I just am over like enthused about being a father and spending time with my kids. Um, so that's, so ultimately, and then if it's, it happens the other way where your life conditions don't meet your blueprint, then you, you don't feel happy. The happiness is gone. So either you change your life conditions or you change your blueprint um, and how you perceive things. So that is, and, and following your passions is your blueprint, right? You have to follow your passions. So you have to create the life conditions so that you can follow your passions. And that's what you have to create. Um, I think a, a, a wonderful book, and I'm actually reading this book again. I'm reading it right now. It's Hal Elrod's book, Miracle Equation. It's very easily, it's, it's, it's nicely written. It's easy to digest, um, but it has so many powerful points um, and pearls in there. I would highly suggest your listeners to read that book if they haven't already uh, exactly since you this. mentioned how uh let's talk about his miracle equation what is it yeah so so the miracle equation um it is extraordinary effort um plus um extraordinary faith it can can equal any goal right yeah so exactly so unwavering it. faith extraordinary effort yeah and is what it and, is. and he and he said it right it's extraordinary so it's an ordinary effort that most people give and there's extraordinary effort so it's like you go to your limit and then plus one plus two plus three so really pushing that and then having the faith so it's like one of my favorite quotes i like to go by is be impatient with uh impatient with your actions but patient with your results right so the results are not in your hand they're in you know the universe's hands if you will so you do whatever you can and just go as hard as possible toward that goal with actions, beliefs, 
you know, uh, visions, and then you let the rest sort of unfold as it should. And inevitably, you'll get to your goals. Um, yes. And so having that faith is super key. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I, I it's not that I lose faith. I, I, I lose a patience, perhaps. And then I'm, I'm working on that as well. So, uh, but it's, it's a beautiful uh, mission to be on. Yes. Um, I think we all need to work on certain things, you know, where nobody's perfect, obviously, but as you know, ultimately, if you have a goal in mind, you're set, you're, you're focused on the goal. It's not achieving the goal. That's of ultimate importance is who it's who you become to achieve that goal. Right. That is the mindset you have. So, you know, you're, we were talking initially, you're talking about freedoms for, for you know, to your, to your listeners and like, and how I changed who I was and kind of transformed my thought process to become who I am today. And who I am today is someone who really fall, who lives life passionately, that who, who follows their passions on a daily basis. I wake up every day and I'm excited about what the day holds. It's because I have created my life like that. And the way I've done it, you know, going back to this miracle equation that we just spoke about was I've had, I have this unwavering faith that I can do it. And the, the reason I have faith, part of the reason is because I have people in my life that have done it before. So Vikram, you are a, like a rock to me um, because you are, your energy, like, you know, the things you've done in life, I'm just, I admire a lot. And I'm just like, Hey, look, I, I've got my buddy in my corner here. Who's guiding me. Um, I've got, you know, coaches, I've got mentors, I've got all these people. So that faith is there. All it takes it for me now is the effort to put into it and, you know, just figure out how to, there's a lot of ways to figure out how to do that, but you just focus, you, you know, for me, it's in the mornings, put a, a lot of effort into this, and then you can achieve literally any goal you want. And even if you don't achieve it, it's okay because it, tr it transforms you into the person you want to be to achieve goals in the future. So that's, you, you so, can achieve anything just in so that, in that context. Ravi, I love your sort of hinting at some morning routines here. I want to get into that. I'm a busy physician, let's say, and, you know, I have two kids. I have a wife who's also busy. How am I going to fit a morning routine in my life? Like, and is this like five hours in the morning where I'm like meditating underwater? Like, what are, what are you talking about here? <laughs> only you, I think only you do that, Vic. I think <laughs> you mentioned to me that you held your breath for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. It's some, something extraordinary. Um, but, uh, no, no underwater meditation. At least I don't, um, I, the, the, you really don't need a tremendous amount of time. You can really start off with a, you know, like maybe even 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, but the routine should incorporate mindfulness practices, right? So just, you know, meditation, everyone's, everyone at this point has heard of meditation and it's very simple. There's a lot of resources out there you can look into to figure out how to meditate just for five, seven minutes. Um, you want to have a period of uh, uh, introspection, journaling, you know, putting your thoughts down, um, right, just writing down things for the day, um, maybe affirmations or whatever it may be. And then you also want to exercise. Um, that's, in, in essence, that was what the, the a power morning is. It's those three things. And you can do that in 30 minutes, uh, do a quick exercise, maybe do like a seven minute Tabata or something like that. But that's to just kind of gets you primed and ready for the day. Because what you're, you're basically doing in this routine, and this is, you know, like, as, as we're talking on how to achieve what we all what we have, what, what, you know, I've done what many people have done, is you have to frame the day. And in order to frame the day, you start off in a powerful way. And this is the way you start off. You get you prime yourself, 
Okay, so a lot of people, for example, when they're driving in traffic, they get cut off and they're like pissed. And they're like, oh, this day's gonna suck because you know, somebody cut me off and then they notice all these bad things happening over and over and over. Like, yeah, of course it's this day is gonna be horrible. So I got cut off. Well, that's prime yourself for the negative. So what I'm talking about is prime yourself for the positive. So it and sounds like you're does. you can stack negativity or stack positivity. And you're suggesting that priming will help you stack that positivity. Correct. Yes. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So uh you know, uh, I want to know what's next for the famous Ravi Gupta as we wrap up here. And also, maybe you can share with our listeners some some maybe two or three books that really impacted you first. And then we can talk about what's next. And then we'll talk about how people can find out about you, your programs, and everything else you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think there's there's so many great books out there. But I think the one that, you know, Hal Elrod's two books that I think are phenomenal, um, The Miracle Equation and uh, The Miracle Morning. Um, they're very easy books to read, and, and that's why I like them. Um, I think Napoleon Hill's book, um, Think and Grow Rich, is a, a wonderful book. And that's like a lot of the, um, so the mindset teachings, um, philosophy on how to improve yourself comes from that book. That's a wonderful book. Certainly check that out. The One Thing by Gary Keller, awesome book and how to achieve um, any, any goals that you want. So those are some of the books that I'd recommend to your listeners. Um, as far as what my future holds right now, you know, I'm, I'm, you and I are, are working on Viking and it's turning into this beautiful machine and I love it. Um, there's, we've got some, a great team and a lot of, a lot of great partners um, that are, that are working with us. Um, so I'm going to continue that. And then also, as you mentioned earlier, I'm starting my own functional medicine practice called peak health and wellness. Um, it's really focused on optimizing your health. And what I've created is two modules. There's two phases. Phase one is what we call the 10-day challenge, where you learn how to eat right. Um, you learn what you should do and what you shouldn't do in terms of your diet, your lifestyle. And there are mini courses throughout. Um, every, every day, there's another mini course. Um, and then once you finish that module, there's a phase two, which is the body optimization module, which I'm currently working on which transforms you from, you know, maybe some belly fat, some visceral fat to a lean and muscular physique. So it basically takes you, you know, kind of the full course of being maybe sick, maybe with some chronic conditions, um, you know, diabetes, prediabetes, hypertension, whatever it may be. And, and it takes you all the way to like, just fit and muscular and feeling great and with a lot of energy. That's awesome, guys. Like, there's not that many, there's a lot of people who do functional medicine, perhaps. And then there's a few people who do, you know, bodybuilding and like, you know, just physical fitness. But to, to create the whole spectrum from A to Z, this is the first time I've heard of this. So you guys want to definitely check in. The links will be in the show notes below. But essentially, we're going from, you know, a functional medicine and uh, sort of DNA platform to functional fitness and eventually human optimization. So I love it. That's what this podcast is about. So please check out Peak Health and Wellness. Uh, the, the the links will be below. And uh, how can people uh, get in touch with you, Ravi? Um, you can email me. Um, my email address is ravi at raviguptamd.com. So hit me up with email. That's the best way. Uh, the We'll have our, our, our link to Peak Health and Wellness as well. Um, Viking Capital, uh, vikingcaplc.com. We'll have a link to that as well. That's, that's Vic and my uh, investment company you can look us up that way hit us up that way so um those are the best ways awesome man 
Uh, we'll have to do this again. I want to hear more about all the great stuff you're doing. Uh, and until next time, guys, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.